Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and it's December in Manhattan. And even though it's freezing and sometimes I'm frozen, I don't think there's a better place to be during the holidays. The city is gorgeous. Um, it's the most beautiful city in the world, especially around the holidays. The stores and the windows, right? I mean, there's nothing. Yeah. As long as you don't need to get anywhere. Right. <laughs> okay, that's that's true, Unless Jerry. You're a helicopter. As long as you don't need to get anywhere, you're okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even driving here this morning, there was millions of people like at nine o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, oh my goodness. They're all but tourists. it really is. I think you know, it's magical. I had, yeah. It's magical. That's a good way to put it. And uh, I, you know, as I said, I was recently in Miami, and I mean, really. It's, fu- Don't it's funny even, when you're not put even the lights close. up, you know. Like, you why do you bother to put lights up? Christmas lights <laughs> on a palm tree. Like, really? Yeah. Forget yeah. it. Don't even yeah, they go. They try. They try. Well, they do. They try. <laughs> it's really sad. Okay. It really is. Did you buy any art, by the way, when you were down there, Dottie? Oh, yeah, for $150 million. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and you get, a little, you get a little pot that somebody, uh, you know, yeah, no. <laughs> spray painted. <laughs> no, it's a little above my uh, price point. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and the people that are serious art collectors really come in and fly out. And yeah, do it's their amazing thing. how they they know. You know, you look at something, and you know, to you or I, but you know, yeah, eye, it, it looks like you know. All right, you it, know, maybe your grandkid strange. did it. In, yeah, in you know, I took a lot of pictures, and truthfully, I was going to post them, but this year I didn't really love any. Now some of them went for 150 million, so obviously somebody uh, loved them. Yeah, but yeah, you really have to kind of. No art, but Jerry. Mm-hmm. Jerry and I last, I, I don't know, it was a couple of years back, We had, after the radio show, I said, Jerry, I have to buy some art for my, we went art my apartment. So we went art shopping. And so you nice know, the Mr., I have a picture that Jerry and I just, we fell in love with it. So I bought it. It's a picture of uh, Angelina Jolie, but it has Marilyn Monroe hair. Oh, wow. And the right. guy, the artist's name was Mr. Brainwash. <clears throat> and... By well, the way, big. Mr. Brainwash got big. Is he big? Yeah. Yeah. No. You remember like, we when did... we didn't know who he was? Yeah, we did well on that piece. Yes. I mean, we did well on that piece. Yeah. Yes. So you never know. But right. uh, is that his name, Mr. Brainwash? Mr. Brainwash. Mr. Brainwash. Yeah. yeah. And and truthfully, you don't really know. And uh, some of the things <laughs> that I think really are ugly go for millions. So <laughs> I, I would not. 
This I'm is not Mr. Somebody, Brainwash. Yeah. We were like, yeah, you need to be Mr. Brainwash, Mr. Brainwash to pay the price on this stuff. But, yeah. Well, Jerry, you have a good one. eye um, when it comes to art. You have yeah, some really nice a couple things nice I, uh, that I'm enjoying. You know, I told yeah. the artist uh, who I got to know a little while. I said, listen, you need to slow down, all right? You're producing too many <laughs> or, or you need to die because now that I own one, I don't want three million more being produced. You know, no, they're but they prolific. do say when someone dies, they go up. Yes. Yeah. Not that I, I wish def- anyone to die. I never wish anyone dead. No, I don't think so. Think about that. No, no I don't. but anyhow, <laughs> it's wonderful. It's just like Jerry said. If you want to get around anywhere, it's not uh, easy. <laughs> Take the subway. Yeah, <laughs> but it's beautiful. All of us here at Ion Real Estate have our crystal balls all warmed up and ready, yep. and we're going to take some educated guesses about 2019 and what that holds in store for real estate. Jerry, my co-host, is of course here as. Uh, he's, I don't have to say it, one of the biggest real estate attorneys that I know or in the city. <clears throat> and uh, Ace is the best financial guy I know also. And I only have people that I really think are great. I uh, can't endorse people that I wouldn't use because I, you know, when somebody uses someone, they use it because they, they trusted your, they trusted your, you. Your and they trusted yeah. your recommendations. So... Um, these are the best, and not only that we're the best, we really enjoy working together, so that's even a bigger bonus because I think that that's also part of it. You have to put a team together in anything you do that's able to work together well. Right. And so we have fun also, and we love to work together, so uh, it's a home run. Closings. And as always, I would like to take a moment to thank Citizens Bank for their support of this show as you know, they really sponsor this and they support this show. You know, a new study says an overwhelming majority of millennials want to be homeowners, but student loans are holding them back. We have to do something about it. And I have an assistant. He's 25. You know him. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't yeah. know if you know him, Jerry Kyle. And yeah. he was telling me that his student loan, the interest, is That's like crazy. 12%. He's calling Ace to see if there's... And I yeah. said, well, you know what? I don't think that you don't have, shouldn't have to pay it back, but the interest rate... I mean, what are they doing to students? I mean, you know what I mean? It makes it impossible for them to really get on their feet. They should be subsidized with interest, maybe. Maybe we should figure out a way to do, like, you know, 0% on student loans. They have to pay them, but I think they need to pay them back. I don't think it's free. I don't think it should be for free. No. Okay, but I don't think, I think he was telling me. People don't appreciate it. The interest is so. His interest was like 12%. That's crazy. It's like a credit card. That's Yeah, and that I thought was, like, unfair. You know, I yeah. think they should get a break. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, so he, he's calling Ace to see if there's anything that they can do. But I think Citizens Bank works with uh, students yes. and student debts. And that's why Citizens Bank developed a whole series of programs to help students. And truthfully, I can't even understand why nobody, no, nobody does that. It's too, Citizens Bank is a leader in helping these kids that paid their way through college, mm-hmm. and now have lots of debt and want to get in the world, and they're working, and they really can't get ahead, and that's discouraging. So that, thank you, Citizens Bank. Uh, thank you for helping. Uh, you can ref- And they also do refinances. A lot of people are refinancing again, as we talked about last week with yeah. ACE. The only difference is we're not telling you to refinance every penny of your house. <laughs> okay. Right. Don't pull it all out and buy jet skis and yeah. big screen TVs. You can get a loan at Citizens Bank from high interest rates to rates as low as 3.90. I mean, that's under 4%. Mm-hmm. Or 
for a fixed rate and as 2.8% for eligible applicants. Yeah. So really, the rates are still, we didn't predict they'd be this low, this long, right? Yeah. But I think that's right because I think they're afraid of the economy, you know, they don't want to kind of, they want to be careful with the economy not right. to rock the boat. Right. Citizens Bank even refinances student loans for parents. So if the parents took mm-hmm. it out, okay, or you can consolidate all your loans, your student loans, into one monthly payment. Just go to the website, and as I said, the information is valuable. It's just the five minutes of your time. Go to their website, citizensbank.com, or give them a call at 247 at, well, when I say 247, I meant 247, sorry, uh, at 866-999-0023. That's 866-999-0023, or go to citizensbank.com. In a little while, we'll have Jan, Dan Seda calling us, our credit coach. Dan is going to join us giving his credit predictions on 2019. We're going to get everyone's read on what's mm-hmm. going to go on. Uh, and then and we'll. As everybody knows, we, we hit it on the head yes, every and year. We tape them, and you're going to yeah. hear our predictions because we, uh, we, <laughs> we tape our predictions because we tape the shows, and you're going to hear what we predicted last year. This, this should be good. This year. Okay, yeah. not on this show, maybe next week's show, so you'll know. That would be pretty cool. That's what yeah. we do, and so we, you're going to know when we're really way off or yeah. when we hit it. 100% but, we hit them. 100%. But I think we nailed it. <laughs> yeah. At the top of our second hour, we're going to be talking to Mike Conti, one of New York's top insurance experts. Mike is a principal at Honig Conti Perino Insurance Agency here in New York City and a former president of the Council of Insurance Brokers of Greater New York. Okay, so... I always tell you what happened on this day, on this day in history in 1792, seems like a while ago, the mm-hmm. first life insurance policy was issued in U.S., in the United States, and it was issued in Philadelphia. Huh. And guess who the company was started by? Um, started by Hamilton. No. Franklin. Ben Franklin. Franklin. Yeah, yeah, good, good ace, yeah. Ace got it. In 1939, this is one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite movie, but in 1939, the movie Gone with the Wind premiered in Atlanta, and people are still watching it. Frankly, Uh, Scarlett, I don't give a damn. Yep. And you were named... Oh, oh, no, that was a different movie that you were named after, but that was the... Wizard uh, of Oz. Right, right, right. But that replaced uh, Birth of a Nation as the highest grossing film ever. Yeah. Birth of a Nation. They still play it. They still play The Wizard of Oz, you know? Yeah. When no, that witch used to it. scare me when I was a kid. That really? wicked witch, the evil one. I used oh, to be yeah. scared of her. No, but she's. That's a great film. I never get tired of that film. Okay. The Wizard. No, it's a, it's a great, it's a classic. Yeah. If you were born on this day, Sagittarius, you have a sincere concern for people and are compassionate by nature, and you share your birthday with Don Johnson. Remember him of Miami Vice? Miami Vice. Yeah. He was a very cool guy. Married Barbara Streisand. Uh, right? Who turned 68 years old today. Oh, no, I think he was married to Melanie's. Uh, yeah, Ace doesn't even know who we're talking about, right? Do you yeah, remember Miami probably. Vice? Okay. I saw a couple clips. He, yeah. No, he was, uh, he in his day, a very good-looking guy. Yes, he was good-looking. I don't know about if he's still at 68. Still well, who knows like what he looks like now. But we'll... He used to wear the gold chains. You know, the, well, the they were in thing. then. 
the 80s. Yeah, yeah. they were in all he those was... gold chains. <laughs> I had gold chains. Yeah. Oh, Sherry, I, I really, there are I really love to see pictures of you. No, no, yeah, they've they been destroyed. My niece, every year she got a box of them. She sends it on my birthday. said, if you put this on the internet, you will, you're out of the will. We're going to send Christmas cards. with. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The mustache ones. I had a mustache ones. But, you know, December, which is usually the slowest month for housing, so people try to take their homes off the market because people are generally shopping and busy with the holidays. But this season was not so normal. Some unique dynamics may make this December one of the better times to both buy and sell a home. So I uh, advise that some of you and some of the customers I know from Douglas Elliman took their homes off the market. I don't okay. think they should. Yeah. You shouldn't. Okay? I know it's a pain in the neck, but usually there's not as many people, but they're serious. Okay? Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, it's really not a good time. Somebody um, comes looking at your open house in December, you know, instead they of They want to buy. Yep. Yeah. First and foremost, mortgage rates are turning what was a red-hot market into a lukewarm market, and that is motivating buyers more than usual because they're not sure what's going to happen with interest rates. Right. So they're low still. So those that are trying to buy a home say, we better just, you know, have, you know, we better like just find something. You know, not buy something we don't like, but be, get it, be serious about buying. Um, and prices ran up so far, so fast during recent, because we have a, a housing shortage, especially on the prices that are most in demand, which are usually the entry-level prices. Mm-hmm. Of course, the number of new listings are the lowest in December, so you don't have a lot of new inventory coming out. Again, people say, oh, I'll wait and put my house on right. after the new year. Which is when everybody else does also. Right. Okay? And you've got to be a little different. Yeah. And... Uh, Usually a new home is not a traditional holiday gift, but listen, guys, hey. if you want to impress her, buy her a home. Forget the ring. Buy her a home. Right. As long as you put it <laughs> under her name. <laughs> but oh, okay. really, I, uh, I, I used to run an ad. I got, when I first opened in the Hamptons, I ran. I opened in, like, I think Thanksgiving. So on Valentine's Day, I ran a big ad that said, diamonds are wonderful, or Mercedes great, but if you really love her, buy her a million-dollar a million home. Now, that's going back 16 years ago. So mm-hmm. a million-dollar home was like a $20 million home now. Mm-hmm. And then at the time, Victoria's Secrets was, had made a bra that was like $3,000 made of diamonds or something. Oh, I don't yeah. know. It was like a gimmick thing. I and I cool. said... Okay, we had gift certificates beautifully wrapped for the holidays in every office, showing the box with it wrapped for a million dollars. No, you get a free diamond encrusted. No, you got to you buy them the house. You get oh, in other oh, words, okay. you yeah. take a gift certificate for a million dollars, and yeah. everybody called us. People just called out of nowhere and said, "What a great, great idea!" And listen, if. It were me and someone bought me a home. Oh. I would think that's pretty cool. I would take the home over a ring any day. Me too. Yeah, I would like that. Well, you know, <clears throat> also just it's a clever way to market and people are constantly, you know, complaining I can't sell my home. Or, Let's think outside the box. Exactly. Some, some developers offering, uh, if you sign a contract by the end of the year, you get several years of common charges paid. That I think that's clever marketing. You know, it's yeah, a price and, reduction. Yeah, and it makes also people make a decision because they, yeah. they know if yeah. they don't, that if they do it later at the time, right. they're not going right. to get that. Yes, and marketing is key. 
Yes. Um, you it's know that the rates are now about a full percentage point higher than they were a year ago, right? So they're just, what, a little below five? Yeah. And they're expected to move higher in 2019. However, so that's another reason why I think people are out there. The average rate on the 30-year fix spiked this past fall after flatlining over the summer, right? So rates are now about on the rule of the five. Right now, on a 30-year fixed jumbo, you can get it for 4.5, Dottie. 4.5. So. That's even mm, lower yeah. than I thought. That's not that bad. So it's they are good. expected, right, to move higher in 2019? They are. But not much. Not much. But, but they are. I mean, look, yeah. we're, we're in, a, in an environment where anything. it's only a matter of when. It's not a matter of if it will go up, right? We're so. in an environment where anything's possible. Anything's possible. Let's put it that <laughs> exactly. way. You can say that again. Yep. I feel like I'm watching a soap opera yes. when I watch the news. No. Okay? If you were watching the soap opera, you would turn it off. It was too unbelievable. You know, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> My new thing that, you know, because I, I can only watch the news for so long and then I turn it off so then I binge. <laughs> Excuse me. Somebody told me about 90 Day Fiance. Have you heard of it? Oh, I've seen it. What is it, I'm Jerry? addicted. I'm, I'm addicted to addicted don't even, Jerry. To the show. I'm embarrassed I can't to say stop it. Watching it. I'm, oh, no. I'm, I saw it last night. It's unbelievable. It's okay. Here's the premises: people are on the internet, and they meet somebody across the world. Okay. Not in the next town. Across. Or the, in the world. same. Not in the same country either. Yeah. No. No. no way on the other side of the world. And they talk to them, and the the one never even talked on the phone. They just texted, and then she gets on a plane. Flies across the world to meet and marry this person. They have 90 days to and, make a decision uh, yeah, whether they're really? getting married or not. Yeah. And my friend, and then Paul, who I love, Paul, who's never left the country, goes to visit someone in the remote part of the Amazon. Oh, my goodness. And he lands, and then he gets on a boat to go up the Amazon for a two day trip. And then he has to get in a car for five hours. And then she's late. <laughs> <laughs> she's a millennial. You know, she's late. She's three hours late to meet him. No, it's a... I love the show. It's fabulous. It's a crazy show. Yeah, so when you want a little diversion, put on 90 yes, Day Fiance. Yes, definitely. So, <laughs> again, we think that this is going to be an exceptional December as far as, as, as volume and, and as far as transactions. Um, Zillow is seeing a sharp increase in the share of properties with price cuts, but not so much here. Uh, more in markets like Seattle and Las Vegas and Boston. Views for property are usually 21. I mean, they have the analytics for everything. Are usually 21% lower in December than they are during the rest of the year, just because of the month. But they're not as much lower now. So um, I think people are starting to get a little smart and say, hey, listen, there's less competition now. Right. Homes do yeah. stay on the market in December on the average of five days longer than the rest of the year. So be patient, hmm. okay? And be a little flexible. And don't call me up and say, hey, my house didn't sell in two days. Your broker's not good, okay? Because yeah, they'll, really- they not sell in two days anymore. No, they don't sell in two days, unless you're giving them away. If you want to give them away, you can sell them in one day. You can sell them in an hour. There's always a price. I just thought this would be interesting for people to know, but online search activity among home buyers is heaviest on the weekdays. Now, you would think on weekends that people would have less to do or they were not working. Search activity peaks at 10 a.m. 
when people get to work. Yeah, and we're having work. a commercial, so exactly, I'll tell you Jerry. I'll tell you when it bottoms out right after our commercial <laughs> they break. They have to go home when they're not on the clock anymore. <laughs> It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're again listening to I on Real Estate. I'm Dottie Herman. I'm here with Jerry Feeney, our dynamite attorney, and Ace Wazupar, our financial wizard. And we were just giving you um, some some data on online search activities, and I said that the highest activity peaks at 10 a.m. on weekdays, um, on Fridays, actually at 10 a.m., and on Fridays, and bottoms at 9 p.m. on Wednesdays. Hmm. Okay? Now, that's just, uh, I'm trying to figure out that combination. Okay. Why 9 p.m. on Wednesdays. Hmm. Well, I guess. Yeah. I don't know why that happened. People shopping for a home to buy are most likely to search online during a work day. Why? <laughs> well, somebody else is paying for their Exactly. Time. <laughs> okay, so Jerry, check right. those workers. Oh, Aces. trust me. Yeah. They're online. Well, the, don't stop them if they're looking to buy a house from Douglas Element, okay? Oh, okay, yeah. That's if that's true. what that's they're true. doing, or they're going to Citizens <laughs> Bank to get a mortgage with Ace, okay. then yeah, just let them be. You search all day. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll pay Then for say it's on me, okay? <laughs> okay? Right, you can search all day. <laughs> okay. Um, the least popular time to, of the week to search is Wednesday at 9 p.m. Okay, so they've got it to a science. Search activity is generally heaviest on weekday mornings and afternoons and lightest on weekday evenings and weekends. I guess people are out yeah, and about. I, one I would have possible, thought the opposite. Yeah, one, I would have done also. One possible explanation is the popularity of weekends for hitting the pavement. I mean, they're already out and touring mm-hmm. homes in person rather than through a computer. So in other words, look, no one knows for sure why, but one thought was maybe the people are actually viewing them in person, where during the week they're not. But right. I have to tell you, when the weather gets a little bit nicer, I would definitely do open houses right after work. I would do them like on a Wednesday or a Thursday night, uh, like at 5, start yeah. them at 4.30 to maybe 7 or 7.30. I've always felt, yeah. I've okay, always when people come yeah. right from work and they don't have to kill a weekend. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of think that's a good idea. Um, so those are some stats. I, I also wanted to say that uh, millennials will purchase at least 10 million new homes in the next 10 years. And that was according to the Census Bureau. So make sure your home is in tip-top shape because the millennials like them done. Uh, then that's yeah, according like to, to the Census it. Bureau. Uh, they're so they're not into renovating? They want it No, they're not renovated. into that. They want it done. Yeah. By 2060, it is estimated that the generation will have produced more than 20 million first-time home buyers. Yeah. Now, I won't be alive then, but 20 million home... Oh, God. I, mean, God. I hope I'm not doing this in 2060. 2060. Six, oh, oh, 2060. Oh. That's yeah. 40 years. From, oh, no. We're, I'm gone. We're gone. You're, okay. you're gone. I mean, I'm, I love <laughs> you, Unless they gone. stuff us, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, Ace will still that. look fabulous. You're Ace gonna, will still you, be 32. Well, yeah, but if you're going to do that, you should, you have to, like, do that at 35-ish, 37. Yeah. You know, why, why do, you know. 
But <laughs> with this generation, it's oftenly mistaken or portrayed as showing preference for renting. It's not true. They have different motivations and they have delays because of their student loans and because they get married later. It's not fashionable to be get married at 22 anymore. So, uh, but don't, don't underestimate. That is the hugest buying population. Okay. You got to prepare for yeah. that then if you're marketing. Yeah. And they're but, you know, Just one online. third of adults mm-hmm. under 35 owning a home. The potential for home sales is very high. So know that. But a majority of millennials need over 20 years to save a down payment. So they better that's, get on the phone with Ace. That's <laughs> the problem, saving the down payment. That's, that's the, the down problem. payment. And maybe you can be a little like Ace said, be creative. Yeah. Say you'll pay the points. Owner right. will pay points. Or there's, you know, I don't know that we have time because we have a jam show and I have a lot of stuff to talk about. But uh, maybe next year or when we do a show, we could talk about some creative ways and buy downs that we used to do when the interest rates were much higher. But, you know, you can buy down a mortgage and, uh, you know, you can instead of buying down your price, putting, you know, you can buy down the interest rate for somebody for a certain amount of time. And it's creative and it stands out and that might just be what people... Uh, yeah. If you ran an ad now that said buy, sign a contract before the end of the year and you get a three and a quarter percent 30-year fixed loan, oh. wow, that'd be great. Okay, now, Jerry, I don't know why this happened because I want... I I, I just read this. I have to tell everyone. Ace, you wouldn't care at this. But this... Has nothing to do with real estate, but I just have to say it okay. because I give this guy credit. A 69-year-old Dutch man has failed in his attempt to legally declare himself 20 years younger. Oh, it didn't work? No. <laughs> Last we month, listen to this. It's a hoot. I always say, you know what? I tell everyone my advice for entrepreneurs, for everything in life is the worst that someone says is no try at least. Well, anyhow, yeah. he's a motivational speaker in, in you know, Dutch motivational speaker, his name is Emil Raitband, and he filed a lawsuit against the Dutch government hmm. requesting that his date of birth be switched from March 11th, 1949 mm-hmm. to March 11th, 1969. Good for him. Okay? Right. Now, yeah. he initially wanted to drop it two decades, okay, <laughs> off his age in order to improve his chances on Tinder. And for those of you who don't know Tinder, this is a true story. It's a dating service. Okay? And he felt, okay, that, you know. Because they verify your age. uh Right. And he said, if you have real ID. So he says, I feel much younger than my age. I can have all the girls I want, but not after I tell them I'm 69. (laughs) Well, I think the picture also Okay. Well, maybe he can doctor up the pictures, you know, put somebody else's. I don't know. Well, that's the other thing on 90 Day Fiance. They use pictures from several decades ago. Now, his argument was, Jerry, just legally. We live in a time where you can change your name and change your gender. Yeah, why not? Why can't I decide to change my age? That's right. And my hair, I'm I'm blonde and I'm uh, 32 and I have six-pack abs and I want it to be legally official. And therefore, we don't have to believe it. The the Netherlands rejected his application. But listen, I'm with you. (laughs) And I'll uh, do my part if you try to reopen the case because... (laughs) Can you imagine if it worked? We'd all be moving to the next. Yeah, we'd all change. I mean, I'd change it right away. <laughs> I'm 36. Right away. God, yeah. I'm 36, Jerry. Look like hell. No, I'm 36. Well, listen. I didn't just say you didn't have That's a good clever. plastic surgeon. That's clever. Okay? Yeah. I think it was very clever. And I give him credit for at least trying. Okay? You don't yeah. see as many people, I don't think, uh, obsessed about lying about the age 
Well, I they can't. Before. It's not yeah, because it's, they're not obsessed. Yeah. It's just that it's hard to because you can look up all the information now. Yeah, I remember my grandmother. She told everybody that she was in her fifties. Everybody. I mean, it was ridiculous. You and know, you could do it. Woman then. was almost eighty, and she said, oh, yeah, I'm I'm "56." Okay, and now just for a little Christmas up. <laughs> so funny. If you have a spare seventy-seven thousand nine hundred ten dollars plus delivery, I would tell you about something that's a unique gift. If you have that lying around, we've I've the holiday gift for you. Okay, what is it? It's a miniature replica of your house. Okay, of your house. Jerry, I think this is perfect since you mm-hmm. love your house and everyone who low goes there loves it. It's a miniature replica of your house in organic <clears throat> gingerbread form. So the Topped dip? with, wait, gets better, 150 pearls oh, God. and a five-carat ruby. Ooh. Oh, okay? wow. It's designed, it will be designed to replicate the home of the buyer. Well, that's <laughs> if you want to give that as a bonus. Like it's that, you know what yeah. I mean? Okay, or you want to just have it for yourself. All right. Well, it's the I most mean, okay, and it's unique. It is okay. Very first to an online luxury retailer has sold similar items for past Christmases, like the year's most expensive Christmas wreath and the most expensive Christmas pudding. So, if you have extra money and you want to be creative, there's. Uh, I guess people have run out of things to spend their money on. I know. And I don't want to tell you, I mean, it's not doesn't make me sad, but it might make you sad if, if you uh, were thinking of going on the Staten Island Ferry that they were building, which is a great tourist attraction. It's now, or they built, it's now in bankruptcy. So well, uh, you what can't is, go on. What, what is in bankruptcy? The Staten Island Ferry? Yes. The Staten Island Ferris wheel, not the ferry, excuse me, oh, the Ferris, Ferris wheel. wheel. The Ferris wheel. Yeah. Oh, okay, you're That's getting a heart attack there. How are we going to get our uh, people back and forth the Staten Island? And they're auctioning off pieces of it. I, that's so sad that that thing went bankrupt. I was never going to get on it. The 36 capsules which were taken to us on a breathtaking 38-minute ride is expected. The, the little capsule, those go for $23 million, but the contractor filed bankruptcy in December, and in um, February, the developers agreed to pay 460000 mm. to help cover storage costs for some parts of the wheel. Oh, Reportedly, sad. the soil on the site could not support the structure. Well, wouldn't so you have sad. tested that before well, you, you spent all that so, money? But I guess they didn't. <laughs> I think. I guess they made a make a mistake. I mean, that would have been kind of cool. That Ferris wheel. They have one in Vegas and London. They do, and they're spectacular. I mean, you can't imagine how huge they are. I'm afraid of heights. Yeah, I never get on it. Well, first of all, you're on it for like an hour. It takes an hour or so to go around. I, we have a commercial break, and then I have, I think, Dan Sater to give you his predictions for 2019 on credit. And what's mm-hmm. going on in the credit world? Which, what do I say? Cash is king, but credit rules if you're not paying cash. That's it. <laughs> okay. That's if it. you're paying cash, you don't have to worry. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. We'll be right back after our commercial break. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. 
We're back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. Obviously, if you want to call us in and you're not Christmas, sure, holiday shopping, it's 866-970-9622. You can get us if you have uh, an app from Apple ID at the App Store. You can get us a free app. It's called I Am Real Estate, or you can get us at radioshow.com, or just get Douglas Elliman. and you can get me at T. Herman at Twitter or Facebook. You can get us any way that's easy to get you. Uh, get us. Um, I am going to have Dan Sater, as I promised, give his predictions on credit in one moment. And he's the king of credit. We go to him all the time whenever we need credit. Uh, we need to work with credit for people, which a lot of people, even if they have good credit, you can always make it better. Uh, because the better it is, the better rates you'll get. But I just have to tell you, I had an email from uh, someone just the other day uh, that they wanted to share. They said, please share this with your audience. I didn't know people listened to us from Alaska, but I guess so. Oh, wow. Um, It says, Dear Dottie, we live in the North Pole, Alaska, where you can buy a beautiful three-bedroom home for $300,000 and a two-bedroom, one-bathroom for $40,000. Hmm. You can buy an acre and a half of wooded land for 24000 The North Pole is known for its year-round Christmas decorations, including candy cane striped lights. Santa Claus House is a Christmas store with walls covered in children's letters to Santa and a huge Santa statue outside. Streets have names like Kris Kringle Drive and Mistletoe Lane. It's minus 65 degrees in the winter. Okay. But, (laughs) Jerry, no, this is more like Ace because he went to the Ice Hotel. Right. So if you want to come visit, it's only only an 11-hour flight from New York. So thank you so much for sharing this with us. Um, I think that I'm going to take a rain check, but in my place, I'll ask Ace to visit. And... uh, but well, you know, but or if you're looking for a deal, I mean, listen, I've not never been to Alaska, but I heard it's beautiful. So, so, I'll, ch- so I'll go uh, check it out, Dottie, yes. and then I'll let you guys know. Right? Okay? I think you, I think and you, gotta you go can buy a summer. house there, Ace, for forty thousand. Hey. You might not even need to get a mortgage. Okay. <laughs> Dan Sater, how are you? Um, I'm fantastic. Yeah, and if, if you buy, maybe with the forty thousand, he doesn't even need to get a mortgage because he might have cash. Um, hey. Donnie, I I already own a piece of Alaska. When I was a kid, I got a deed to one square inch in Alaska for gold mining uh, through Nabisco. So uh, I'm already, I guess, a resident of Alaska. Wow. Look at you, Dan. You pay taxes on that land, Dan? Did you hear what Jerry just asked you, Dan? Did you pay taxes? No, no. what did he say? He said you pay taxes on that land. Apparently not. I hear they took it back. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you got to be careful these days with people, uh, information, because right. you never know. Anyhow, Dan, you know, we were, we're going to give our predictions for real estate, and Ace is going to do his on uh, interest rates. Uh, so we wanted to get your read on what you see going into 2019 as far as the environment for not uh, credit and, uh, again, we were took a lot about millennials and how much they really are getting into the housing market. And this is not just for next year. It's going to be an ongoing thing. Uh, that's the, the generation that's really buying. And uh, 
the baby boomers are still buying, but they're buying their, you know, they're buying either a second home now or maybe they're buying, they're taking their big suburb mansion and they're buying a luxury condo that's not, there's not as much maintenance. What do you see with credit? Because we, that's well, the, uh, credit and, you know, with people that have student loans and, and, and what do you see with, yeah, what do you see, what trends do you see going on? Well, well, I couldn't find my magic eight ball, so I'm going to do the best that I can. But I, I don't think you're going to be happy with this. <laughs> we, we don't. Uh, we that's, we want to. We always report whatever we think is what, what's going on, whether it's good or bad, you know. And uh, so, give us what well, you think. You'll, you'll be able to judge this, you know. In, in 2019, we're going to see a shift towards non-prime borrowers. Um, of course, this will probably increase the delinquency rate. But lenders, you know, desire to expand the number of consumers to lend to for their, you know, to make their profits greater. And they're looking for ways to lend to some pro- the subprime market that because it represents a higher risk, but it's also a higher profit due to the risk-based pricing. So now they're looking for tools to use besides the traditional FICO score model to expand their market. Uh, these tools, they hope, will identify those borrowers in the subprime group that are most likely going to pay their accounts, even if they're considered subprime borrowers, and they'll thus give these lenders exceptional profits. In 2019, this is probably going to be the start of the year for artificial intelligence and machine learning. Um, we'll see artificial intelligence uh, dominate uh, in the coming years, not as a product itself, but as a crucial ingredient in back-end technology. So while it won't be recognizable to consumers, it'll be pervasive. And the artificial intelligence could actually replace credit scores and reshape how we get loans. Hmm. Um, in Asia, that way, That's really to- interesting, uh, uh, because uh, we are planned to do a show on artificial intelligence, and uh, I... I was fortunate enough to be speaking and meet the, uh, I, I know I told Ace this, I met the uh, head of, of, the, of the whole IT, you know, all of the, for our, I think IBM, um, and she does, she's 22 years the chief technology office, and she, her name is Chichara, and she has worked only on a, on artificial intelligence and she happened to be speaking before me and I was in shock about how much mm-hmm. they have already. So oh, Dan, yes. but I didn't like figure it in credit. So you're saying that because they would have more knowledge than anybody, right? I mean, yeah, well, the nice thing, well, I shouldn't say the nice thing, but the nice thing for them, I guess, about the artificial intelligence and the machine learning is that they're no longer going to be constrained by the rigid input and the design of the algorithms that it can only make decisions in a certain fashion. The machines will actually learn. The algorithms will actually change based on human behavior. But in Asia... an example, like, yeah. Well, here in Asia, they're they're starting to use artificial intelligence because they, you know, in the emerging markets, they don't have a lot of people that that deal with bank accounts and loans. Most of them deal on a cash basis. So it creates a problem. But their algorithms uh, are actually reviewing their behavioral traits and smartphone habits 
to build models of credit worthiness for consumers in these markets. And uh, they're, they're looking at things like, well, on an email, do you use a one-word subject line? Or do you use, you know, a sentence? It shows your attention to detail. Um, they, regular, they look at whether you're regularly using financial applications because that shows you take finances seriously. And they look at the number of selfies that you have on your phone because it indicates that you're young. Uh, and it helps divide people into consumer segments, and they feel this is a reliable indicator of creditworthiness. And if this works well in emerging markets, it could be employed eventually here in U.S. markets. Oh, I believe, let me put it this way. I was so impressed with this woman, and I was so kind of my mind, it was mind-blowing to me. She has like 52 patents out, uh, that I speak to her every Friday at 1 o'clock. Not because I have any intention of doing artificial intelligence, but I want to learn and... She basically told me because there's so much information that the brain, the human brain, can't absorb it, where the artificial intelligence can absorb a lot more and do it actually better. And there was a whole debate whether they'll actually replace a lot of human people with jobs. And that they're going to know, the artificial intelligence will know more about the person than, you know, the person might not even know. So that's... uh, that's interesting, but that might be a good thing because it might not be so, like, the, you know, not, like a, it might not be just like a, a mere formula. They might see some positive things, but they might also see some negative things. So uh, that's really interesting, though. I, I think uh, artificial intelligence is really going to play. I didn't realize in credit, I didn't even think about that. Yes, but when it starts extending into your smartphone habits and starts looking at your personal data and what well, you, uh, you What does know, it mean uh, if you take a lot of selfies? Does it mean that you're not credit <laughs> You said worthy? you're young. You're young. That you're young, well, yeah. Yeah, but they have other ways of knowing your age. I mean, I'm just wondering what, you know, there's always the cause and effect question in, in habits, right? Is one thing, you know, causing Jerry, the other habit? they're or, doing or, it with everything. You, but I've never taken a selfie. No, forget the selfies. <laughs> People, so I know I can't get credit? No, no, Jerry, it is not about <clears throat> selfies. And he's just using that as an example. It is about that everyone does everything online. Yeah. Right. They know so much about your habits. They, habits. And you're spending how you spend money, how much you're on the phone, how much you're email, what games you play, if you yeah. play them. Okay, that, and don't forget, even the older people are on Facebook, but the younger people live on it. They don't watch TV anymore. They watch it on their, on their device. So they know so much about the person that they know what the person's going to do, buy, and when before the person does. And it is amazing, and it's mind-blowing. And that is why and I, I told Ace, you have to meet this woman. Uh, like, my mind was blown away. Okay? That's how much they know. So, Dan, that is so interesting. I don't know if that's good or bad, uh, but it's the way the future's going in everything. So, oh, so, yeah. I, the, the, you know, the machine learning uh, will pick up on a lot of things, and it will pick up on the changes in human behavior and human habits, and it will make adjustments for that. 
which for the lenders probably will make it a little bit more predictable. But, you know, uh, the the big part that's probably the most uh, disconcerting is the potential um, invasion of privacy. I think we already have that. I just don't think people are aware of it. I think that what's happened is, listen, it's hard to avoid it. I, I don't know too many people that are not at somehow on the Internet some way. And little by little, I mean, they have the data. They have all that information. I, I just read today or yesterday that Facebook, uh, w- somehow somebody said there was a, a glitch in their system and, and, and people's photos got out that they didn't that they didn't send out. You know, in other words, mm-hmm. it's one thing. And all these apps, whatever, you know, they, they use your data. And don't forget, if you're older, that's one thing. But the kids today... I see them. They do everything on an app. They, they are on yeah. their iPhones, on their devices 24-7. They don't even watch TV from a TV anymore. They watch it through their device. Yeah. Okay? So as you go forward and move on, everything is done over that. They are going to have everything about you. There will be no privacy, really. I, I, I don't see it. And that's... To me, that's you know not great, but the people going forward won't know it any differently. It'll just be part of life, yeah. right? I mean, it'll just be the way it is. I mean, you know, I mean, they will, you know, even now, my daughter tells me, "Oh, listen, I'm." She was bad when she was a kid. She said, "See, but I'll have a tracking device on my daughter's sneakers. I'll have I." <laughs> She said, I'll have, you know, they have all these things and you can tell where your child is on the phone. You can monitor what they listen. Okay. It's just, and I would say, well, thank God I wasn't born in this era because my parents didn't know where I was because I'd say, yeah, I'll call you. But I didn't have any money for the phone. Oh, you remember you had to put money in a, in a pay phone? Oh, oh I ran uh-huh. out of change. I didn't have any money to call you or yeah. I would have. Or your okay. line was busy and I couldn't get through. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just the way it is. Um, so, so other than that, you know, before, because we're going to be going to a, a, the 11 o'clock news stand, uh, well, I wish, wish you a happy new year. What do you... Oh, thank you. You, you too. Yeah, you all took any... Basically, with credit, you want to give us a quick credit tip or two? Well, the, the the big one I always keep pushing is that people should be checking, especially now with the data breaches that have been happening and everything else, they should be checking their credit report at least once, more likely twice a year, to see what may be popping up on that credit report. And especially well before you plan to get a mortgage or buy a car, or apply for a credit card, you should be checking your credit in advance to make sure that there's nothing on there that could be belonging to somebody else or a mistake, or you're a victim of identity fraud and you didn't even know it yet. And you can have time to resolve it before you uh, apply for these things and get turned down. We're going to have to cut you off because uh, it's 11 o'clock. We're going to have a news break. We will speak to you next year on your predictions. And everyone knows how to reach Dan Sater. We'll be back, and we'll be back at the top of the hour with Mike Conti, our top insurance expert, one of the top insurance experts. Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.